Hello, good morning, and welcome into the Zenster Podcast. Today, shaving up to be a beauty. I hope you're ready, because the sun is out, the birds are flying in the sky, they're chirping away, spring is in the air, and it's a beautiful day. So, thank you. As always, we start each day with gratitude. But first, Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi. And today, I'm deeply grateful for the endless blessings in my life. Each day brings new gifts, and I'm open to recognizing and appreciating them all. I am thankful for my health, my loved ones, and the opportunities to come my way. I acknowledge the beauty in the simple moments and lessons and challenges. With a grateful heart, I attract more reasons to be thankful. I cherish each experience, knowing it contributes to my growth and happiness. Now that's a a long gratitude affirmation, but uh, we're practicing new ones each day, because... Each day there's a new reason to be thankful, and sometimes we need a little guidance in how to be thankful, and I think that's a good one. So, happy Valentine's Day to all the romantics out there, and we're going to talk a little bit today with a a different approach to love, and we're going to explore love's essence and view it through the Christian lens, and uh, discuss the origins of Valentine's Day and tracing back to the martyrdom of St. Valentine's and we are going to explore this through the Taoist approach as always and so let's begin. Well let's start before we get into today's reading just explore the origins of Valentine's Day. February 14th is recognized for a day of of expressing love and affection towards romantic partners, friends, and family. But its origins and evolution combine elements of Christian martyrdom, ancient Roman tradition, and folk customs. So the day is named after St. Valentine, a title that may refer to one or more early Christian martyrs. Most commonly recognized St. Valentine was a priest in Rome or a bishop in Terni, Italy, both whom have were said to be martyred in the 3rd century AD. Uh, The details of St. Valentine's life are sparse, but mixed with legend, as most myths are. But one popular story suggests that he performed marriages for Christian couples during a time when Christianity was persecuted, which led to his arrest and execution. So, Valentine's Day uh, also coincides with Lupercalia, which is a fertility festival celebrated from February 13th to the 15th in ancient Rome. And Lupercalia, or maybe it's Salia, I don't know. I always butcher these, these names. But it involves rites for purifying the city and promoting health and fertility amongst its citizens. Uh, it's a matter of debate among historians, so it's irrelevant. But some suggest the uh, Christian church may have placed St. Valentine's feast in mid-February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration. So this has evolved um, in in the Middle Ages where romantic love becomes more apparent. There is a poet, um, English poet, named Geoffrey Chaucer, Chaucer uh, often credited with popularizing the romantic nature of Valentine's Day in the 14th century through his poetry, which drew connections between mating behavior of birds in mid-February and, the, and lovers seeking their mates. So over the centuries, it has evolved into an occasion for exp- 
expressing love and affection. By the 18th century, it became common in England and other parts of Europe to exchange small gifts, handwritten notes on this day, which is leads us to today. So the poem, and I'll translate it into modern English, uh, that Geoffrey Chaucer wrote is called The Parliament of Fowls. And it's it goes something like this. For this was on St. Valentine's Day, when every bird comes to choose his mate, of every kind that men may think of. And they made such a huge noise that the earth and sea and tree and every lake was so full that there was scarcely space for me to stand. So full was all the place. Now that doesn't uh, rhyme because the original was, for this was on St. Valentine's Day, one every fowl cometh there to choose his mate of every kindy that men thinketh may. And that so huge noise gan they make that the earth and sea and tree and every lake. So full was uneath, there was there space for me to stone, so full was all the place. So the English version translated uh, from the ancient English, which was uh, different than what we speak today. So um, going into our reading today, is uh one second so from the book of tao of joy every day day 45 the essence there is an essence that embodies the universe and yet exists beyond space and time it is infinitely ancient because it is eternal in comparison to this the universe's age of 14 billion years is nothing human beings have made many inadequate attempts to describe it some may call it god Others may prefer a term like the Tao, which means the way, for the simple reason that this essence is the way of existence, the way of reality. We do not know much about it, but we do know that the essence is within us. Our highest hopes and dreams, ideals and aspirations all come from its power to express itself. We catch a glimpse of it when we exchange smiles with one another. We can feel it when one hand reaches out to touch another. It is what we are at the most essential level. So today, meditate upon the essence of our truest nature and call it by its original name, love. The essence is no more or less than the energy of love in its purest form. Human beings are simply the solidified manifestation of this energy. That is why it is so important for us and why we can never be without it. Embrace the essence for it is the reason for existence itself and the reason why we all exist at all. So love, the, the truest essence of nature in its original name is love. The essence is no more or less than, than the energy of love in its purest form. I love that. Speaking of love, I think that's a beautiful way to express it. And the text itself gives us a concept that many religions and philosophy try to understand, you know, the fundamental nature or essence that underlies the universe. And it is beyond the physical universe of time uh, existing eternally. Even though the universe is about 14 billion years old, 
the essence or love is timeless, making the universe's age insignificant in comparison. So we see this through a Christian viewpoint. One might interpret this essence as God, who is believed to be eternal, you know, the omnipresent, existing everywhere, creator of all things. And in Christianity, God is seen as the source of all life and existence, and in his presence being around us all the time. The essence is described as love, highlighting uh, the Christian belief that God is love, and that love is the highest expression of his nature. So the text uh, that we read today also touches on the idea that humans, us, we have always struggled to fully describe and understand this essence. And it's similar to the Christian understanding that God is beyond human comprehension. Yet he reveals himself in various ways, you know, including through love, through our relationships, and through the natural world. So as we meditate on the essence uh, as our truest nature and understanding it as its truest form in love, uh, we recognize that in Christian teachings that believers are to recognize God's love as the foundation of existence and see themselves and others in the manifestation of this love. So this is very consistent with the, the Taoist approach. Uh, the emphasis of on love as the reason for existence itself resonates uh, with the Christian commandment to love one another, reflecting the belief that love is central to the human purpose and connection. So in simple terms, um, we are able to see the universe and our existence through the lens of eternal love. And this is a, a consistent uh, identification with God. And recognizing and embracing this love is key to understanding our true nature and the essence of all things that exist. So if we look at love, especially from a Christian perspective, you know, there's key, several key concepts that are central to Christian theology and uh, the practice of love. You know, love in Christianity is, is not just an emotion, but a principle that underpins the very nature of God and the expected behavior of the believers in God. So let's dive a little deeper into the uh, context of love from this viewpoint. So God as the source of love. In Christianity, God is described as the ultimate source of love. And we see this uh, in scriptures like John uh, chapter 4, verse 8, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And this passage suggests that understanding and practicing love is essential to knowing God. The concept of God's love encompasses creation, redemption, and the promise of eternal life. So love as a commandment. Jesus summarized the law and the prophet with two commandments, both centered on love, to love God with all one's heart, soul, and mind, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. And this shows us that love is not optional in Christianity. It is a directive that guides us how uh, to interact with God and with each other. So we see love and action. You know, Christian love is expressed through actions. And the Bible speaks of a love in terms of sacrificial actions, as we see in John uh, chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, 
to lay down one's life for one one's friends. And this is the ultimate example of sacrificial love found in Jesus's death on the cross, which is seen as the epitome of love given for the redemption of humanity. And the nature of Chris, Christian love um, is unconditional. It's selfless. It's sacrificial. It seeks the best for others without expecting anything in return. And that's important to understand, you know, to do something without expecting anything in return. Because our human nature, we are hardwired for reciprocity. So every time we're doing something for somebody, we're almost like expecting something in return. Um, and if we look at it from that perspective, uh, this type of love is distinct from other types of love, such as friendship or romantic love, um, and that it is a choice and a commitment rather than a feeling. So we're making a decision to uh, give something with uh, that is for the best of other people without expecting anything in return. And that's a value to live and a, a way to live uh, through a, a, a principle. But love is the foundation of Christian ethics, and the moral decisions uh, are all deeply rooted in the principle of love. Issues of justice, mercy, forgiveness, and compassion are all approached from the standpoint of love. And the idea is that love should be the driving force behind our actions, which influences how people live in relation to God and other people and even their environment. So love of nature around you, love of community, love of thy neighbor, right? And the early church in Acts displayed a model of communal living that was based on the love of God and neighbor, you know, sharing possessions and caring for the needs of others. And this community aspect of love emphasizes the relational nature of uh, religion where believers are called to live in harmony and support one another. But we also see love as a reflection of the divine. You know, in practicing love, we believe that they reflect the character um, of God into the world. Through acts of kindness, through mercy and justice, uh, we aim to demonstrate God's love to others, serving as a witness to his nature and the reality of his kingdom in, in, in Christian uh, belief. So... Exploring the context of love in Christianity, um, you know, gives us a, a multifaceted concept that encompasses, you know, the nature of God. It gives us uh, understanding of ethical living, of personal sacrifice, of community care, and you know, the ultimate expression of God's relationship with humanity. So, love is seen as the most profound truth at the heart of faith. You know, where. We are called to embody the, this divine principle in every aspect of our lives. So on this Valentine's Day, express love and affection towards not only your romantic partners, but to other people, other people in your community, uh, your friends, your family, and understand the tradition. I think that's important. Um, and also understand the the root, the core root of love and the essence of love that we learn through the Taoist teachings and that our essence is 
our truest nature and its original name is love. So that is all I got for you today. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this one. It was uh, a true uh, blessing for me to be able to express it through the microphone and have this growing audience of listeners tuning in every day, listening to me ramble on. Um, so it's, uh, you know, the, the numbers are growing, the audience is growing, and I am grateful for that. That is something I'm just consistently doing. I think we are up to, what, 180, this is 181st episode. So just keep uh, grinding at it, committing to doing it, and uh, seeing what happens. You know, I have no plans on uh, doing this other for the reason of doing it for other people. So, uh, again, hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again next time. And happy Valentine's Day.